Hi, welcome to my podcast, Heart on Fire. This is Tony Easton. I am your host, and I was going to start this um, this particular episode out with a quote, like as I've done in um, my first season a couple years ago. But I think I will start this with a some personal history. When um, we moved from the <clears throat> excuse me, when we moved from the projects of Georgia to the ghettos of Washington, D.C., the schools that um, we attended, I attended, um, we, somewhere around the third or fourth grade, they start to integrate black history into the curriculum, and which was, I, I think, a, a, a really, <laughs> really good, and use a simple term, um, because uh, most of us, um, we, we were living in the ghettos, and we saw white people all over television, and I remember uh, specifically when there was, there was um, a special black program or black movie coming on, um, everyone would gather in front of TVs, families and all, and watch the program. And we would talk about it in school the, the, the day after, um, especially episodes of Good Times, Sanford and Son, Get Christy Love. Um, I remember when I was even uh, even younger, Julia, starring Diane Carroll, was a, the first um, television show to star, to star a black person. Um, and let me see, Bill Cosby and I Spy, he was along, um, he was top billing with Robert Colt, Robert Culp, sorry about that. But we, we you know, we, we wanted to learn our history, we wanted to be a part of, of America as we were, but we were taught by, I'd say, the media that we weren't. You know, we were living in ghettos, we were living in projects. And anytime um, a particular form of entertainment that was also informative um, popped up, we all gathered around, we watched it, we talked about it. And um, in schools, our teachers would teach us, you know, to be proud of our heritage, to be proud of our, our, um, our race, to be proud that we are Americans. They did teach us to go out into the world to work hard for what we want, work hard for that American dream, which was just Barely reachable for, for most of us. And in um, learning about our history and um, to be proud, we, you know, there were books, there were movies. I remember when um, um, one, one of my schools, Moton Elementary, they had a special assembly and showed the, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and they talked to us students about it afterwards. So um, it was, it was, it laid a foundation for me and my generation to go out into the world and to have our backs. I'm sorry, I, I misquoted that. To go out into the world with a with a a a, a proud back. You know, um, what am I trying to say? Is it to go out into the world and be proud of who and what we were? To work hard for the things that we wanted and needed, just like the average white person. I'm pretty sure there were white people that were just as poor as we were, but they weren't thrown into ghettos and projects. You know, they weren't, their history was, were not watered down, I should say, or altogether all ignored. So I remember when Roots came out. Um, at that point, my dad had moved us to his, his hometown in North Carolina. And, you know, we, our, our parents had allowed us to stay up late to watch all the entire miniseries, including the second one that came out a few years later. And in school, I remember 
very few of the kids, the white kids would say, you know, just very few, probably one or two, you know, at least talked to me and said, oh, my God, I hated those white people. You know, they didn't, those white people didn't know about slavery. When, 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 when we moved to North Carolina, um, I had asked myself, I looked around, I'm like, where's the black history? You know, we have the American history, you know, we had the world history, we even had North Carolina history, but there were no, there was no black history. And I'm pretty sure these kids knew about slavery, right? They just were probably told, oh, yeah, we had some, you know, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, you know, owned some niggers. But they, I don't think they knew much about the truth behind slavery until Roots came on television. So um, with that, um, I went through, I went through the rest of my life um, reading or picking up books uh, by um, James Baldwin. I would say for the poetry of Gwendolyn Brooks, actually the first black person to win the Pulitzer Prize. Gwendolyn Brooks was. We, um, you know, we we off, <laughs> we picked up the autobiography of Malcolm X. We read Alice Walker, um, Langston Hughes, um, in order to get a better grip. I mean, our schools, our schools in D.C. taught us, you know, the, the beginnings of Black history. And as we moved through the years, we got more deeper into the the mechanics, the the the, the small details that a lot of history books and history classes specifically in North Carolina, had held back. So now they are the white people, these uh, politicians, some of them, are talking about you know, critical race theory, which is a college course taught in law school. They're, talk- they're trying to ban drag queens. They're trying to say that um, um, Democrats and liberals sexualize children. And I know anyone with even a third of a brain will know that about CRT, that drag queens are harmless and that the sexualization of children comes from the conservative Republican part of, of, of this country. But now what they want to do is to ban books about people of color and LGBTQ plus um, communities. They want to ban it. They want to... Is it, 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 it's, it's, this really astounding how they're trying to push their authoritarian um, regime onto the rest of us by banning books. Now, I, I, the only thing I don't understand about this is that most of these books they're banning, books and stories that, that they're banning, have been around for decades, right? And it is really done no harm. I mean, for my generation, um, I'm somewhere between Boomer and Xers. Some people call me Boomer. Some people call me Gen X. I, I don't know. There's a little confusion in there. You know, I, I just, just fuck the labels. That's what I'm saying. Um, but um, these books and stories have been around for decades, and they've really done no other harm than to teach and inform um, white people, um, people of color, um, about the true history of America and basically race. Now, you, you, you want to look at certain um, books. Let's say um, Toni Morrison, The Bluest Eye, or Song of Solomon. Um, Langston Hughes, The, the Simple Stories. Um, a Simple was a character he, um, and, um, he used in various short stories. What about um, James Baldwin, who actually hit hard with, you know, not only American history, but the American focus 
on race. I mean, you know, they're educating. They educated the millennials. Um, they're, you know, they're educating Gen Z and every generation that will come out to them to have a fuller um, perspective of what American history actually is. And American history does involve people of color, specifically black people. Okay? Um, so the Republicans, conservatives, they make things up to keep their base riled up. You know, CRT and book banning is, is, is one of those. Um, but they're, they, they, make this, they make these things up to keep American history whitewashed. Oh, you know, um, your grandmother didn't do that. You know, they can easily swipe away the books and the film evidence and the TV series and what have you. um, Have these people ignore that particular part of American history. And that's by banning books. I don't know how they can ban um, TV shows and movies. Everything is streaming now. You can I didn't only see how they can ban books because you can get a book online through your library or Amazon or Barnes and Noble, you know, if, if, a, if a person is curious enough, they are going to find a way to learn what they want to, what they want to learn, what they need to learn, you know, what's, what the actual history of our country is. And, and the, the Republicans know this, the Republican politicians know this, and I think that's right why Ron DeSantis is, you know, <laughs> he's trying to play big, bad, tough boy and start this book banning thing, this don't say gay thing. And this is all coming to bite him back in his ass. I mean, all you have to do is look at how Disney <laughs> Disney got one over on him. And now he's pissed that he's been called out. So it's, um, it's, it's truly a, 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 a monstrous effort, a stupid effort. Because the more you tell a child they can't do this, they are going to go do it. If you if you whitewash the story of Rosa Brooke, Rosa Parks, and, and 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 instead of being truthful and said she was a black she's a black woman who was the forefront of the civil rights movement, and instead just say something oh she was a woman that took a seat on the bus and people got mad. I mean, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you can understand why I'm laughing. So um, I'm. Um, just have a few things to say on this, but I want to get the word out because my generation, either boomers or the Xers, you know, we just, um, well, the white people, they just, I can't explain this. They just went along with um, how they were told to think and feel. I mean, some of them stuck out to read books. You know, I mean, The Color Purple, I'm sure, was a big influence on, um, on not only a lot of um, black women, but also, you know, white women um, or, or, or women of color, people of color. And starting with, um, for those of us who did not read the book before the movie came out, the movie certainly made us go read the book. And the book won a Pulitzer Prize, by the way. Um, so, but I, different cultures are becoming more mainstream than ever before in the history of our country. Um, there were nibbles here and there in the characters and reaching across the medium of arts and culture, but it wasn't enough. And slowly through time, the stories of people of color and LGBTQ plus are being told more openly and with celebration and without controversy. These stories are doors to tolerance and acceptance and exploration. 
a new world is beginning to blossom. And here comes the bullshit. Book banning, the misinformation of critical race theory, the attack on drag queens and trans people. The white man is losing his world or what he or what he thought was his world. And the emergence of different cultures blending in with what the white man wants history, <laughs> history, um, let me, let me, let me try to reset, reset, let me try. The emergence of different cultures blending in with what the white man wants to be history is his panic. People of color are now even more a part of American history than originally taught, thought, taught, not thought. Okay. And a part of that history includes the struggles and obstacles and injustices and the victories of humans who are treated as property and animals. This scares the shit out of the white man. I'm pretty sure he's losing his grip. He has no policies, none where we all can coexist. His only plan is to go back in time and learn from the Third Reich. The Third Reich. <laughs> he feels as if he is being you know, exterminated and in fear of what will happen when he is no longer at the top of the mountain, barking his self, self-made privilege, wondering, are they going to treat me the same way I treated them? I'm pretty sure that has come across a lot of their minds. And I sometimes wonder if they're terrified of genocide or if they're terrified of losing privilege. I mean, they can't, you know, they can't let go of the power they had, so they decide to destroy it with culture wars instead of governance. Hate instead of compromise. Tom Hartman did a, a, a piece on hate and revenge um, as a new GOP policies. It's on YouTube. It's um, entitled, um, let me see, The Frightening Truth About GOP's Racist Descent Exposed. You know, watch it. It's about a 10-minute video. And it's now, it's all they know. You know, hate and revenge is all they want to know. Hate and violence built on the need for lies and misinformation in order to feel superior and maintain their political positions. Their hate has always been hovering over the democracy of the United States, and they're losing power, and they know it. That is why they do not give a shit if their tactics and motivations are upfront and without remorse. Hypocrisy ignored, engaged, and encouraged. That's all they have. Let's see, um, black history, queer history, Asian American, Native American, Latino American, you know, all these histories on and on have stories with roots deep in the foundation of American history. And those stories move us forward into a nation that can stand together if we want to. I was born in this country. Why should I not be allowed the privileges of being an American? It's a rich history. And now coming to blossom by allowing all Americans the opportunity to live and thrive just as the white man, white men before them. After all, this is supposed to be a nation of freedom. Now find an argument in there. You talk about rights, but rights for whom? Come on. I was taught to read the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. I was taught the history of the United States of America, even while living in the ghettos of Washington, D.C., where in school we were taught about black history. I, I even chose to serve my country, which has basically turned its back on me. But I honor that service to this very day, along with my brothers that I serve with. And I pulled myself up by the bootstraps, just as my parents have taught me, just as I watched them do, you know, in, in, in their life, pulling us out of the ghetto, you know, and, and giving us the, the opportunity to go out in life and build one 
rich with um, rich with history, with pride, you know, um, and getting out into the world. I mean, um, my I'm pretty sure my parents never thought of of working in an office building, making certain amount of money. Um, but they, you know, they were farmers. My 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 father's a trucker. He built his company on his own. But I do have to say they did have at one point um, government assistance because they needed it. And I remember my mother saying, "I will never go on welfare again," and she didn't. She she worked. She worked hard, just as my father did. They gave us a good life, and you know, with the foundation of knowing, you know, our history. Not only, you know, black American history, but the history of, of, of our family. How, you know, my, my grandparents were just dirt poor, you know, living in, in Jim Crow, Georgia. You know, not knowing how to, how to read. How, how, I mean, they, 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 they survived the best way they knew how while being, you know, um, pressed down or what what they say every time you get close to the goalpost they move it back a few more a, a, a few more miles and i think um reading is one of the is is the most thing that um children kids and young adults need in order to understand not only where they're coming from but from where other other people are coming from you know their 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 cultures and I pulled myself out from the bootstraps, as I said. You know, in America, it's always been a melting pot. The white man had his time, and he fucked it up. He chose to hate and make himself superior instead of working in tandem with others, or what they call the others, you know, people of color, LGBTQ+. See, I don't understand why people choose to hate, you know. They, they, they just can't mind their own business and live their own lives. They have to be in someone else's life. Um, which I was taught growing up that to mind my own business. And that's what I, I've been doing, minding my own business. I don't give a fuck what someone does with their life as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Now, what these conservatives slash Republicans are doing are saying that LGBTQ plus people are hurting them. How? How? How are we hurting? When I first um, got on my own and I came out, you know, I started to read books on gay history, and it was very informative. And I found out there was a lot of um, um, gay people of color that lended to the history of um, the LGBTQ plus community long before Stonewall. And if Stone, you know, you want to look at Stonewall, Stonewall was started by people of color. You get me? Okay, I just don't understand that hate. They, they, uh, you know, they don't want to understand. I, I just put it that way. Um, I'm pretty sure I've covered this before, and I will cover it uh, again. Um, but um, I just don't understand why people kept minding their own business, and to allow uh, other Americans, no matter what color or sexual orientation or whatever you are, to live the lives that they, they did not choose because they were conceived without choice. And because it is in their nature to live the life they were given, without the influence of those who want you to live as they see fit. So yeah, white conservative politicians want to destroy particular parts of, of American history for no other reason I see than to keep their base undereducated and misinformed. And for what? Two words. 
money, and power. Okay, um, I'm going to leave this off with a question which I know will not be answered to these Republicans and conservatives. You know, do you give birth to children in order to carry on your philosophy, your fucked up philosophy, and to carry on your hatred? Is that why you have children? Okay, um, thanks for hearing this rather unbalanced rant. Um, and thank you for joining me. This is Tony Easton, the Heart on Fire. Love and peace.